Hello, and welcome to the Stupid Sequels Podcast, where we find truly terrible movies and give them all the attention they don't deserve. Each episode, we'll discuss exactly what made such a horrible sequel, from casting to budget to just plain bad writing. While we all love a great movie, there's something just a little more fun about watching a seriously stupid sequel. Now, while there are plenty of awful sequels out there, we have a few guidelines about the kind of movies we'll be reviewing here. We're talking about direct-to-video, made-for-TV, never-appeared-in-a-theater sequels. The ones the studios gave up on before they even started. This week, my guest is Melanie Stein, and we will be discussing The Parent Trap 3, the sequel to The Parent Trap. Hi, Melanie. Hi, Chelsea. Oh, to everyone out there going, Parent Trap 3? I didn't know there was a 2. There's a 4, guys. That, well, there is a 2, right? I mean, there I haven't seen it, and that's fine. But And I'm sorry to disappoint, it is not Lindsay Lohan. No, that's the the whole part of this was is it was nowhere close to the original Haley Mills and it was definitely no Lindsay Lohan remake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like because as I'm watching the first yeah. movie, I'm trying really hard not to compare it to the Lindsay Lohan vehicle and it's like I can't I can't not compare it to Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> well, because I guess this movie, you know what? Maybe this and number 4 were so bad that that's why they decided to just do a full-on reboot. Full reboot, yeah. Like like after Spider-Man 3, which I enjoyed, but apparently everybody hated, they just rebooted right? with Andrew Thank Garfield. You. Thank you. I liked it. Um but I like Topher Grace, and I make no apologies for that. But then God damn it, that is exactly it. why I liked three two. I love <laughs> Topher. I love Topher Grace. Thank you. Um, but then they rebooted it with Andrew Garfield, which I never watched. Sorry, everybody. I but I'm on board. Bryce Dallas Howard was like Spider Man. I I was never in any of those. I don't recall. Hmm. Like she just <laughs> like. I don't know what you're talking about. She should be proud of it. Let me tell you, I've done worse jobs. I mean, I'm not an actress, but I've done worse jobs. I would be proud of that one. Come on. (laughs) I don't understand it, but okay. Sorry. So Parent Trap. (laughs) So the original um, got an 89% on on Rotten Tomatoes, while the sequel only got a 56. That is audience score because there were no official critics. Um, So that's a 33% difference. People watched it. I mean, it was on Wonderful World of Disney. Weren't we all watching that? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Was it with Haley? Well, of course it was with Haley Mills. Yeah. So apparently, probably every parent was like, Haley Mills, I want to watch. <laughs> well, I will say this, that my father, Randy Stein, that was his first crush when he was a kid, was Haley I Mills. Love it. He, yes, he was born. I guess she's a bit older than him. He was born in 1953. He loved her. So I watched all her shit when I was younger, like Moon Spinners, Parent Trap, all that stuff. Pollyanna. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just everything. So, you know, I chose this based off of my dad's first crush and that those triplets that were in it, they went to the church I was forced to go to when I was younger. Or at least I think so. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I Googled them. They were from Fullerton. So it might not be a false like fever memory. I think I really did go to church with them, which was the worst church ever there. Yeah, and I I definitely think that this movie is just like Haley Mills is here because like I was watching the original and my mom called and she's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Oh, Parent <laughs> Trap with Haley Mills." She goes, "I love that movie." That like she got like so immediately nostalgic. I'm like, "Okay, like it was so good and it had like the handsome father, not you know Barry Bostwick, it, and was the mother was it Maureen O'Hara? I don't remember. Yeah, it's Maureen O'Hara. She's so there- pretty. 
so there you go. So it had, she's gorgeous. It, it had these things that everything after it just didn't have until the Lindsay Lohan version with yeah. Dennis Yeah, I Clay. mean, I think they just went, wait, we know what makes this good. It's this exact same script. Um, it's the exact same formula. Um, although I will say Haley Mills was the only good part of this film. I thought she was great. She was great, as both Susan and Sharon. Um, yes. <laughs> so the original came out in 1961, um, and it made $25 million at box office, which for the 60s that's is great. Shit. Yeah, that's And it was amazing. so good, they re-released it in theaters in 1968, um, because like there was like people loved it so much. Oh, like they did with Titanic? Yeah. Yeah, So yeah. then, um, so they re-released it because in 1986 is when they released Parent Trap 2. Um, so I think oh. it was like, oh, we want to have like both of them in theaters at once. Probably they did some like double features things. And then Parent oh. Trap 3 was the Wonderful World of Disney made for TV movie, which came out in 1989. Right, right, right. It was a six year or no, seven year gap between the first two and then like a 10 year gap between the second and third. So like, I don't know, like they thought they had it like Wait. we got it. It's in the bag. And then it sucked. When was the second one made? I'm so sorry. 1968 yeah so shortly after the first one so like like they clearly were like oh we need to ride this Haley mills train while we have it and then we're like yes mm, and then actually let's like flip it real quick and and throw her in a movie and i i have not seen or let's Trap wait two let's wait 20 years for her to be like who so the second one came out like tw- or i'm sorry the third one came out 20 years after the second one yeah Okay, Nearly. yeah, so who needed a paycheck? Who needed a job? Really? Okay, that's fine. She shouldn't because she's amazing, but that's fine. No, it was literally like she had a, a TV show that like ended, and then they were like, oh, let's give Haley Mills something. Oh. <laughs> the, the Haley Mills show. A show, or, show. I didn't know she I know. had, I don't know what she does, so that's fine. But she's still around, right? Um, I think she is. I think she still does things here and there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, she had a TV show that, oh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. What is that? You really did your research on Haley Mills. I just Google imaged her. (laughs) Yeah, I I Google imaged her where I was like, oh, she was so cute. No, it was this, it was a Disney series. You never watched that Good Morning, Miss Bliss? No, I mean, maybe if I Googled it and looked, I would remember. It's what what turned into Saved by the Bell. Oh, like okay, they did well, the first season that. where they're in Indiana, and then they're like, "Oh wait, this is boring." You know that thing when you and all your friends and your teacher moved to Indiana, except Haley Mills. <gasps> no, I don't. And then it becomes anything. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> when they were along the ocean in Bayside, was it Bayside? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I've, I have a horrible memory, and I attribute it to my lifelong ADD. But I, every now and then I'll remember like certain random bizarre things. But I don't yeah. remember. Embarrassingly, I don't remember. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Yeah, so it was on, only the first season of Saved by the Bell. It's weird. It's crazy. Oh, okay. But yeah, they basically were like, "Ooh, this doesn't work." But we want to keep like Zach Morris because he's a dreamboat. So we're gonna just like shift the show over a state and take like eighty percent of the cast with us and just rename the show, except for the title character. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Just no more Miss Bliss. Goodbye, Miss Bliss. Well, if it's um, on YouTube, I'd give it a look. Okay, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> Off rude. No, it's okay. Um, and so basically the only person who did the first and the third and the second and the fourth are Haley Mills. 
Um, I have not seen the second one, so I only know what they like say casually of like, oh yes, I was married and then I got divorced. He had two kids, they're teenagers. I'm like, so you Haley Mills, whose life was torn apart by like divorce and like splitting up by siblings, divorce. It's just like, oh yeah, I don't see those kids anymore. Bye. <laughs> yeah, they mentioned it casually. I wonder if that was addressed in the second, but I don't care enough to watch. Me either. Yeah, no, but she did mention, and also, like, she was a step-parent, but she was giving advice like she was a parent-parent, so I wonder yeah. if she was in, if she was in those kids' lives from when they were young, but we'll never know, because you and I are probably not watching the second one. Ew. Won't do it. So, in the original, oh, the uh, cast is, mm-hmm. Sorry, I was gonna say, if there's long pauses, it's because I'm in New York, and I'm doing this over an app. <laughs> oh, yeah. And- this I is the first a- uh, remote episode we're recording, so tell yeah, us what you so, think, guys. I'm we're trying. Building. Yeah, I'm in a building that was built in, like, 1898, so, you know, Wi-Fi wasn't really in mind, so bear with me. If there's pauses, Lead walls and... <laughs> it, it, I don't know what this fucking place is made of. It's very cute, but it's old as shit, so... But that's Brooklyn, you know? Yeah. Oh, Brooklyn. I miss you. Yeah, York everything's sometimes. falling apart, but it's so cute. Yeah! Oh my god, I used Sorry, to babysit so for a family that had a house in Park Slope. Like it was a three story house with a oh, backyard I, in Brooklyn. I live I live next to Park Slope. I live in uh. um Bur- Burham Hill and I dog sit for people that have a backyard where I'm like, what is this? Who are you people? I know. The guy who, I uh, babysat for was a, a singer at the Met Opera. So I'm ah. like, oh, that's how you afford it. That that is very Park Slope. Yeah, it's a lot of like Broadway actresses and stuff like that with families. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so basically, in the original cat, the original, the cast is Haley Mills, Brian Keith, Maureen O'Hara, yes. and Joanna Barnes, who plays Meredith's Vicky. mother or Meredith in the yeah, 1998 yeah, yeah. remake. Vicky, right? So yeah, she played she's Vicky. Vicky. The same character. Yes. So it's like I've passed my gold digging ways onto my daughter. Moha. <laughs> uh, Charlie Ruggles, Kathleen Oops. Nesbitt, Una Merkel, uh, Leo Carroll, Linda Watkins, Ruth McDevitt. Karen McDenton. I don't recognize half these people, and I feel bad about I, it. I only re- I recognize the first like three or four, and then that's about it. But only because yeah. I watched the first one. The rest, I'm like, oh, were they like Disney people that kept popping up? There were a bunch of them that were like famous voice actors or like composers okay. for other things. But um, okay, just not I, I noticed- name recognizable. Right. It's like um, Dean Jones. He was in like a ton of Disney and family stuff in the 60s, which we know him, but nobody knows his name. You oh, yeah. Oh, like Jim him. Cummings is a voice actor in literally yes. everything. Everything. And nobody knows who he is. But it's like, whatever. first of all, he's Winnie the Pooh. Like he's Winnie the Pooh, guys. He's everything. <laughs> he's, he's the everything. singing voice of Scar in Lion King. He's. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. Isn't that insane? Jeremy Irons couldn't sing. Um, well, you know. Like, literally, every time I do a Disney sequel, I'm like, Jim Cummings is going to be... There he is. Like, if he dies, like, <laughs> Disney will have no voice actors left. Like, we're done. He's not dead. Um, okay, good. No, he's lived forever. He's immortal. Okay, Um, good. And so in the sequel, the cast is Barry Boss. Like, oh, God. He's he's the dad who's, from everything. I Who is terrible. I'm sorry. So he was bad. frustrating me. But we'll, we'll get into that. How is A bad actor and a bad person. Me. Um... And I'm I'm not even a parent, so sorry if I'm like speaking out of turn. But I thought he could have done better. <laughs> yes, so much. You know? um, yeah, go on. Patricia Richardson, who's the she's the mom from Home Improvement. Oh, I know. I wrote which she said at one point during the movie. She mentioned something about Home Improvement. 
incredible i love Did it you- yeah i was really stoned when i was watching this so i caught on <laughs> to that i was like home improvement but i heard um, the words yeah <laughs> she foreshadowed her own wonderful future i liked that show yes uh real life triplets liana monica and joy creel F- fullerton gals like um you Whoop. and sort of myself were you born in fullerton i was born in your belinda anaheim so pretty darn close okay. Whatever. It's the same shit. It's all the same thing. Also in the sequel, Loretta Devine, who I did not recognize until the second half of the movie when she started talking. I'm like, oh, that's Loretta. Um, what the hell is that? Um, do you watch uh, Trial and Error? Who's L- Loretta Devine? I've never heard of this person. Oh, you d- you know her from something. She's... Um, I'm sure. She was in Boston Public. Was she one of the contractors? Yeah, she was like the lead contractor. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 She did seem familiar, but she was in it, "Waiting it, to Exhale," "The Preacher's Wife," oh, "I Am I Sam." Lo- Stop! I loved "Waiting to Exhale." Okay, continue. Right. Yeah, she's like the like she's this um oh she's she's the chief's wife on Grey's Anatomy. I never watched Grey's Anatomy. Please oh, that's the thing I thought you'd know her from. Um, I watched the first like half season and then for some reason never picked it up and then was overwhelmed too much to pick it up because it has like, oh, no, no, it's like, it's like 36 seasons. It's it's been on since I was a freshman in high school and I'm not going to say my age, but that was a long fucking time ago. There was something and it was like Supernatural's now going on season 14 or something insane. Someone's like Taylor Swift wasn't famous when Supernatural started. <laughs> she was Tumblr wouldn't exist for that- another two years when Supernatural that- started. Is that still on? Yes. God, I thought I was. I, I am into pop culture, despite what the past. No, nobody cares. Revealed, but who cares? I never watched it. I, Dean wasn't even my favorite boyfriend on the Gilmore Girls, so I'm not going to watch Supernatural. Canonically, like Dean on the show just turned 40. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. That's fine. He's not dead yet. But the CW has a show with a 40 year old lead. That's insane. Not <laughs> a 40-year-old actor playing an 18-year-old. That's normal. Canonically, a 40-year-old yeah. man is the lead of a CW show. That's insane. Well, when the show dude, started, yeah, they were the know. WB. That's right. They were the WB with the frog. Okay, we're so off topic because this movie has so little to cling to. It was like 85 minutes. Oh, just a flat 86 minutes. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I also, again, forementioned I have ADD, so I'll really roll with wherever this goes. <laughs> cool. Okay, It makes so sense some, in my brain. So some quick fun facts. First of all, if you enjoy the Lindsay Lohan remake, go watch the Haley Mills one. It's the exact same movie, except it's adorable and vintage, and it's so cute. It's so cute. It's, it's on Amazon delightful. Prime. Go watch it. Shut up, really? And it has original yes. music. The Let's oh, get, together. get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's That's actually cute. not original song. Um, oh shit! Never it's mind. Sung by Annette Funicello, but then Annette Haley Funicello, Mills yeah, re-recorded it, double tracked, and it's literally credited as Haley Mills and Haley Mills. Amazing. Oh, Annette didn't get any, but she was on the Mickey Mouse Club, so she was fine. She Annette's fine. Um, it was nominated for two Oscars: best <gasps> film editing and best sound editing. I I mean I wouldn't be able to pick up on that when i was watching it but i'm sure it deserved it yeah and then um so the girl who played Haley mills stand-in like basically had it in her contract that she couldn't be credited 
<gasps> um, and like she couldn't like put it anywhere on her resume that like I was Haley Mills Standin. But when the movie started winning all sorts of awards, Walt Disney like made her a little gold statuette, which he called like a Disney. Oh. And it was like her best which, stand in. Well, I would prefer to be able to put it on my resume, but I guess that's nice of him. Yeah. Not it was the sixties and she was a female child actress. She wasn't <laughs> yeah. gonna go well for her. They like here, this that you can't put it on your resume and get credit for this giant success, but here's a Disney. Yeah. I, I mean know. like honestly, like I was the back of a head. Like, yeah, I guess. Like it's not really something to credit with. Um I would cling on to anything. As someone who has like a kind of unimpressive resume, I would cling on to anything. She actually did have a pretty good career afterwards, so she's fine. She's fine. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So the sequel features uh, features question mark two songs. I'm always chasing rainbows, which oh, I have feelings about that song, and the Janet Jackson "What Have You Done for Me Lately." <laughs> okay, I'm uh, so glad I looked at IMDb earlier to see like the soundtrack and the filming locations, uh, and I was shocked by the the music, but it made sense. Yeah, it was it was the late '80s. It was the late 80s and oh, the filming locations yeah. were pretty pretty much where I thought they would be, which was like near Lake Arrowhead. Oh, wow. They, I, was, I was thinking it's going to be like all in Canada, which is usually where they shoot their stuff. Right. Well, I guess this was cheaper back then. True, true, true. That's right. Yeah. Now Can- Canada is probably cheaper now, but I, I, I don't know. So they shot it like, you know, San Bernardino County, whatever. And I was like, well, that, that makes sense. They definitely weren't shooting it in L.A., that's for sure. No, which I had no feeling for how they close they were to the beach until like all of a sudden like they're just like, on the beach like down the street from their house. I'm like, wait, what? Like because it was in Lake Arrow. <laughs> yeah, which it's... is which was not in Hawaii, which was the sequel I remembered as as we stated earlier. But I guess that was the fourth one. So yes, yes. All right, are you are you ready to go into this? I'm ready. I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. I have my notes in front of me, which is done on like a little notepad and only three pages so that really tells you that this movie was 85 minutes long (laughs) um so it starts off with like a man and a woman are looking into the window of an antique store at the same music Mm -hmm. box Mm -hmm. very phantom of the opera very phantom of the opera and the woman kind of like stays outside and is still looking at it and the guy walks in and he's like i want to buy it and like in from the back of the store comes the same woman already holding the music box and he's like how'd you get there so fast i'll buy it off of you i want it to be a wedding gift and she's like nah he's like i want it to belong to someone really special and she looks at him like fuck you and walks out and he's like how did you get from the front of the store so fast jinx because Uh, it's Haley mills already already making twin jokes they start out with the twin jokes and she's like that man was so mean to me and the other one's like really he was nice to me i i called susan sharon for half of the movie sure but sharon was the like more fun one yes we we have the downer susan yeah, even in the was the original one. Sharon was the one from California. Was she from California? Yes, Susan was yes. from Boston. Boston, that's right. Even though she had an English accent, but that's not fine. London, uh, like the Lindsay Lohan one, which would have been more appropriate because she still sounded English. But Sharon was always the more fun, like down to party one. So of course she was fine with him. Um, so then we get like an airport montage and it's the triplets are like, oh, we meet the triplets who are Megan, Jesse, and Lisa. And their personalities are Lisa's a flirt. Yeah. Lisa is, I have a lot to say about Lisa, but we'll save it. She was also the only one that like was a decent actress. Sorry to the others. 
And they keep saying, like, the twins have been away. The twins have been away. Or uh, twins. The triplets have been away. The triplets have been away. And Lisa was in Paris. Where the, where were the others? How where were the others? They, they, I don't think they said. I was wondering because I was watching this. I don't know if you watched this on YouTube or not. I did. <laughs> so I was watching it with a terrible resolution on my TV where everyone kind of looks the same anyways. Yeah. So, but they said Lisa was in Paris. You know, a la Shannon Doherty and 90210 and picked up a hot guy there. The other two, oh. I don't know where th- where they were, but one was the tomboy and then one was like the goody two-shoe. Yeah, but like, and it's supposed to be some like mark of like, oh, the people who really know them can tell them apart. I'm like, no, not really. Um, no, not really. They're like, one wears glasses, but only sometimes. I'm like, wear them consistently, <laughs> damn it. Um yeah, like make some sort of mark that makes it easy on your parents to not know the other one because nobody could tell the difference except for the other person who was a twin, Susan. Aww. She could tell like right away. I'm like, I'm amazed that you know them, period, let alone can tell them apart. Okay, right. so we cut to the dad in the office. His name is Jeffrey Wyatt um, and he's engaged <laughs> to Cassie and he hasn't told his daughter uh-huh. yet. And his coworker, whose name is Nick, is like, you're being a little bitch if you can't even talk to your teenage daughters. He's like, I am not. Maybe I am. Right. The the Nick of it all was bizarre to me. And I'll be honest with you. I missed the part where he was introduced, even though I was watching it the whole time. So oh, he's not introduced. He there, I was... They just say his name later. Oh, okay. Thank God. Um, I thought that was my attention span. I was like, who's Nick? And why is he always around? Yeah, no, there's I, no, it's literally the dad's like, and I haven't even told my kids yet. And Nick's like, that's kind of <laughs> shitty. Right. So you're going to go pick him. them up now? Like, that's his introduction. And like, they don't say Nick until four scenes later. Okay, thank you. I, I feel more validated now. Um, yeah. All right. And the father was a widower, correct? Yes. Mama is dead. Okay. Oh, so sad. Why does so that sad, always but happen? But he had to be dead. It's cliche because it's a Disney film. Like, all the moms are dead. Well, she had to be dead because if the mom was still alive and it was just a divorce, it'd be about them back together. That's true. Oh, that though. Good point. Okay. That would be a true parent trap. Um, that would be an actual parent trap formula, but it's okay. So Lisa brought back a guy named Hawk. <laughs> I hated Hawk. Like but he I, wasn't I- even cute. He was not cute. I made a note here that he looked like a young... Do you know Ed Bagley Jr.? Yes. Oh, he looked like that to me, but not not quite right. Like You know who he reminded me of? Who? He reminded me of the bullies from Hocus Pocus. From Hocus bu- Pocus! Okay, I also wrote that, the one that wasn't Ice. Yes, I, I couldn't remember, remember his name. I'm like, not Ice. It was not Ice, and no one knows his name, but... Uh, yeah, he looked like that, and then apparently Ed Bigley Jr., according to super high me last night. But the point is, he was not cute. He was not cute. and he also not cute, not smart, not funny, not really What kind of a dumb hoe goes to Paris and brings back an American? And Oh, thank you, and brings back an American, which, uh, I don't know, I guess not to do a parallel to 90210, but Shannon Doherty's character did the same thing, but at least she brought back, like, young Dean Kane. This yeah. chick brought back what, whatever, whatever Hawk is. I'm trash. not sure. Yeah, he was trash, and I maybe I'm not. It's unfair of me because I've never been into bad boys, but he just did nothing for me. 
No, whereas like if he'd kind of been like a smarmy like French guy, like I'm 16 and I drink wine, and in Paris we all wander around in the streets, and the dad's like, I don't like you. Like you could have had the same like, I don't he like you. Get away with grown up for my daughter, but like, just have me but a you're swarthy and hot. Like, yeah, we get it, and you know like different red wines, like you're cultured. We get it. But this exactly. one, it was like she brought back some biker who I'm not sure how he got to Paris, and that's really odd. Like how no, did he like, afford? How did he have plane tickets? Exactly. I can't even afford to go to Paris at the moment, so I'm not sure how Hawk got there. Yeah. And had so a he he sees uh, Lisa like as part of the triplets for the first time. He's like, "It's like a big phenomenon," and the dad's like, "We prefer to oh. call them triplets." I'm like, Ugh. "Ew, ew! Don't call my sisters babes!" Like, ew. No, would even like go go back, get in a time machine, and go back to like high school, Chelsea? Wouldn't that have immediately have turned you off? Oh, done. Just been like, yeah, pass, go back to Paris, please. (laughs) You put up with a lot of shit in high school where you're like, well, that was a red flag and he was a loser. But right there, it would have been like, "Eh, you're gross. I broke up with my first boyfriend when I was 14. And even my mom was like, Jesus Christ, you're heartless. I'm like, I'm just not feeling it anymore. And like, I feel really uneasy around him. And I I just don't like him. And I broke up with him. And the next day to try and get me back, he threatened to stab my friend. I'm like, called it. He still tries not- to request me on Facebook like once every three years. I'm like, no. Just, just Facebook or does he troll you on like Instagram and Snapchat? Because I have a weirdo from high school that pops up every few years and tries to friend me on various different advice- like devices. Mm-hmm. And he changes his name a little bit, but I still know it's him, you know? You no, know, just Facebook, thankfully. Okay, that's really scary. Um, off camera, you have to, you have to tell me more, uh, or not camera, but off mic, you have to tell me more. Oh hell yes, I'll tell you more. I'll tell but you why so, he never got in trouble, which I think is bullshit. Um, that that makes Hawk look like a bit of a catch, to be honest with you. Amen. And so apparently, Lisa has a boyfriend named David at home in oh, LA, which like David. wow, right? You're a bitch. <laughs> How did her and David get together at all? Although basically, really stupid. Well, they said it is like basically David will be whoever Lisa wants him to be. He's one of those people where it's like he molds to whatever jar you put him into. Like he he is who you want him to be. Yeah, because later on when she's talking to Jesse about like, oh, well, you know him. He likes a girl who will like tell him what to do and like to push him around. Like that's what she thinks he likes. Um, well, maybe he does like that. I don't know. I know guys like that, which I don't understand, but they need like someone to boss them around and tell them what to do. Exactly. See, like, I don't necessarily like need to boss someone around, but if someone's just kind no. of like, oh, like, I don't really know what I want to do and and they'll like just sit there like not making a choice for an hour. I'm like, I'm making one for you. Like, I very much am that kind of person where I'm like, I'm not going to sit here listen to you waffle for the next 20 minutes. I will make the decision <laughs> for you. Like. Well, you're a good person because I would immediately be out. I would be like, what's wrong with you? You don't, you know, sometimes I need help making decisions. So I think that kind of person for me is an immediate like, no. Yeah. But just like we know, like when you and your friends like go to Vegas or something and you're all just standing on the strip and it's like, do we want to go to the MGM or do we want to go to the Hard Rock? Or maybe we should go to Taco Bell. I don't know. Do you? And you'll just stand there for 15 minutes. And you're like, we're going here. And everyone's like, "Uh, who made you queen of the world? You're like the person walking this direction. Follow me or be left behind. Like, I'm just that person. Well, I love that person. So maybe that's why we've always historically gotten along. Even in Vegas, you and I first met going on a Vegas trip. That's right. Oh, Vegas. That was when I first met you, yeah. 
I was the 25-year-old on a 21st birthday trip, so. I had no idea you were older than us on that trip. I know. I, I was Like, 25, I thought you were, like, so... maybe a year older, but, like, I had no idea. Because you, like, had your shit together in Vegas. Did I? I, I really don't remember. I, I remember I mean, I... what I... I remember what I wore, and I wore a blazer. So maybe you just thought I had my shit together because <laughs> I wore a blazer. I'm not sure. I think you were the only one who didn't projectile vomit on that trip. I absolutely... You didn't projectile vomit. I thought I did. Did you? I don't know. If, if I don't you know. did, you were super, like, mature about it where nobody knew about it. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry. <laughs> this movie is so little to hold on to. They're, they're still at the plane getting off the damn plane. And two of them, who knows where they came from? The one came from Paris. And I guess that's what we'll focus on. Yes. Uh, so Nick, the co-worker, is back at their house because they're getting yes. ready for dinner. And they're like, you still haven't told them? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, when is she getting here? And he's like, she's like, oh, Cassie's getting here at dessert. He's like, well, I suggest you tell your daughters around the soup course. <laughs> Nick's fun. <laughs> um, Nick's a comedian. This is exactly where I wrote. This isn't even a parent trap. Um, <laughs> so the three daughters all like can talk at the same time and understand each other. And like Nick and the dad are just like, ah, you're talking so much. Like, oh, um, I put that. I put the twins equal a migraine because they were overwhelming me. I also keep calling the twi- the triplets the twins. That's fine. Can we just call them the twins? Because no one's a triplet. That, that's also like, in a that's- scene, if I don't know who they are because they haven't said their name, I'm just like trip. Well, the They're third, the tomboy one was barely focused on, so it was really only the two. So to me, it's twins. I, the other one, I barely remembered her. Maybe she gets her day in Hawaii. Maybe we we won't know for a while. We'll not know for upwards of a year. Well, maybe guys, yeah. maybe unless unless you ask me to watch it, I am not watching it. Yeah, me either. Um, so David just shows up. Um, David shows up and. Lisa pours soup on Hawk. So it's like, oh no, go to the bathroom and clean up. Tee hee, tee hee. I'm like, smooth bitch. <laughs> um, and Cassie just lets Oops, herself sorry. in. She just walks into the house. Wait, I'm sorry. I totally missed that. Susan let herself in? No. Uh, Cassie lets herself in. Oh, well, because, you know, that's her fiance. That's her house. Yeah. And all, and she's like, mm, and she like kisses him in front of the girls. And the girl's like, who the fuck are you? Um, and move. then... Haley Mills as Susan comes in behind her and she's like, Oh my God, it's you from the antique store. Oh, you wanted to buy the music box for your fiance. And the girls will go fiance. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and sorry. <laughs> he gets mad at Haley Mills, which I'm like, mm, right. Which what is a theme throughout the movie that she kind of like spoils things without really knowing it. And also that he's mad at her for things that are not her fault and just yells at her. Oh, he's a very emotional, impulsive man. And his tantrums throughout this movie are odd to me. They're horrifying. They're horrifying. Um, So Cassie wants to get the whole house redone before the wedding, which is happening in two months. Um, The girls are all upset because A, their house is getting redone by a woman they don't know. Um, which I'm always like, yeah, you know what, dad, woman, you've been dating for three months while I've been gone. Get fucked. Like that you wouldn't consult me or sure. have me meet her before you plan to marry this woman. Like, and it kind of that makes was the sense. insulting part. 
Yeah, and it makes sense in the original because, like, she's a gold digger. Like, her goal is to, like, get in before the daughters get back, get the money, get the fuck out. So you know she's doing whatever it takes to get engaged. Cassie was not really a bad guy. Cassie, I I thought about her even after the film was over, where it was like they, every now and then they tried to make her bad, like when she slammed the photo down at the end or whatever. But for most of the time, she was just kind of airheaded, just sort of set on one goal and then easily changed her mind. She wasn't really in it that much. You know what I mean? Like she wanted the house more than like money or the dad. Yeah, where it was more like she just would have taken anyone that wanted her. Like, I I mean, that's even, I don't want to jump ahead, but that's even later. But she wasn't that whole classic evil stepmother, like, let's say, Vicky or Meredith was, who did it brilliantly. Um, Yeah. But it also reminded me, uh, the whole stepmother of it all. I, I think, I don't know if I was listening to, like, My Favorite Murder or Stuff You Should Know. But they were talking about how in fairy tales, the evil stepmother thing came about and became like a constant theme and how statistically step parents are one of the bigger threats to children. Oh, Jesus. Isn't I know that's a really dark thought where it's like that's one of the biggest risks to children, which is kind of I don't really know about that. I never had step parents, but Cassie Cassie wasn't the best character to represent that. She was just kind of kind of dumb. Um, when I was a kid, um, my grandma was raised just by her stepmother. So basically, oh. her mom had her two daughters, and then she died very young. Oh. And so the dad was a single dad trying to raise two daughters, owning a business when the stock market crash came. Oh, my um, God. He had remarried, basically died of a stress heart attack. And then there was this single stepmother with two daughters living in North Dakota with a business. And Ooh, she North raised them, and she was amazing and incredible. Yeah, so um, she, yeah, why did stepmothers get a terrible, I, I don't know, maybe it's because people view women as competitive, I'm not sure. I don't know, but, like, whenever my grandma was reading me a fairy tale, she's like, and the wicked stepmother, and she'd be like, you know stepmothers are, like, great people, like, they're <laughs> incredible know, people, like. You know stepmothers are warriors that pick their families up and make us achieve things, right? <laughs> like, basically, the- she, like, she got, like, mad whenever people, like, stepmothers are evil, she's like. My stepmother could have dropped me and my sister off at like an orphanage and been like, <laughs> bye, I didn't sign up for this. Like she truly could have though. And actually, I think my grandmother was raised by a stepmom now that I really think about it. And she yeah. turned out fine, like just a normal, like bitter German woman. She turned out normal. It's normal for Germans. It's completely normal. But so sorry, I derailed you while talking about Cassie. But the, the point she's not she's not she's no Meredith. Let's put it that way. No, she's not Mer- oh, flawless flawless Meredith. Um oh, Mer- Meredith was amazing. If I was if I was some kid that came back and that was going to be my stepmother, I was like, I see what you're doing and I respect it. Pretty much what she does. She's like, "Hmm, I get it." <laughs> How did I see my dad teach, teach me. My dad's hot. I see what you're doing. I respect it. Teach me your ways. Um, the actress who plays Meredith, oh my god, who was also in Romeo and Michelle, which is the last movie we reviewed, uh, tying it together. Yes, we, oh, well, we reviewed the sequel. But yes, yeah, was, uh, was her name Lisa in that, where she worked for Vogue? Yes. I think, yeah. Oh, she was gorgeous. I love that her. actress pretty much runs her Twitter account like she's Meredith, which I oh, love. Oh, really? Yes. I need to, I don't have Twitter, but I can still look at Twitter accounts. I need to look at that. If she has like Instagram, someone like, I'll give a follow. 
like someone posted a picture of her and they're like isn't this the woman who was in parent trap or am i losing my mind and she'll like respond with like a like <laughs> gif of her bitch face she's like there can only be one i'm like oh my god <laughs> yes that is incredible i guess, I guess the moral is the same cassie was not that she was just kind of dumb She's just kind of a diss. And, like, she comes over in the morning when, like, the dad's making breakfast. And she's like, where are the girls? I, like, want to say hi. I have a present for them. And he's like, oh, uh, they're upstairs in their room. And the girls are all, like, getting ready. And she's like, I brought you guys all presents. Like, I don't really know you that well, but I hope you like it. And she's like, Lisa. And she's like, I'm Megan. And she's like, Jesse. And she's like, I'm, you know, I'm Lisa. And she's like, okay, well, then you have to be Jesse. And she's like, great plan. Like, she's trying. She she's known you for less than 24 hours. But she can't tell them apart, so therefore, you know, she's not meant to be in their life. Although, yeah. mine is the fact that their dad can't tell them apart, but that's fine. Yeah, so she gets them three necklaces that all have their names on them, and she's like, they're they're different, but they're, they're the same, but they're different, just like you guys. Like, because I know you guys aren't just the same, and they're kind of different, and uh, I, I don't know, uh, like, she's trying. I thought that was really cute, actually. It's like, first of all, all most people love a necklace, like... I, I love a necklace and I'm not a big ju- jewelry person, but I thought it was, I thought it was cute. She was trying. Yeah. And for not knowing them at all, like she, and she's like, Ooh, an 18 karat gold dog tag. I hate it. I'm going to melt it down and turn it into a brooch. I'm like, what, what a bitch. Yeah. It's like, that was really yeah. nice of her to do. It was an, and she's like, even like says like 18 karat, like she's going to be like, Ooh, an old tin bracelet. But it's like, no, she says it's gold. And she's like, hate it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, rude. It's just so rude. Um, it was so rude. So the dad is talking. The dad and one of the daughters are walking down the street, and she's like, Oh, they're furniture shopping with Cassie. And he's like, Oh, how did you meet Cassie? She goes, Oh my God, I was in a restaurant. I had a loose thread, and she just walked up to me with a pair of scissors and like snipped it off. I thought she was going to stab me. I'm like, It's kind of <laughs> creepy. Um, and then uh she starts he's like you know that's when i knew she was the one like it was that spark it was kind of cute like she always wants to take care of me and I'm he's like, very easily enthralled by women i'll yeah, say I mean, that she very clearly has ocd yeah who walks up with scissors and takes it to some i, I don't know that that's not a turn on to me yeah do you um, think i mean i don't know i would be actually really horrible but I, I don't I've know. had it where like someone walks up to you and they go like oh my gosh you have like a fuzzy in your hair can I grab it and I'm like oh my god yes help me and they like, do but if someone just walked up and did it who what? I didn't know I'd be like get off me like yeah or they're discreet about it because like that could be embarrassing if your tag is out that's pretty embarrassing actually yeah it's like just be discreet about it and be like hey and you could even be flirty about it I don't know I didn't think that deeply into it when I was watching it but you're right like walking up with a pair of scissors just like ha like oh jesus christ like that is scary especially with how cassie looks she looked a little like crazy she didn't look like um jill taylor yet not yet um so cassie has brought in like the full barrage of contractors all of whom who are women which i'm like all women get it um and the lead construction worker is loretta divine um her name is thelma (laughs) and so they're renovating the whole house for of some reason, it. the dad has a shower and a bathroom downstairs, despite the fact oh. that his bedroom is definitely upstairs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my career is I'm in zoning. 
So I was like, so are they zoned to have a basement apartment with like a full shower and like, what is going on here? I sort of wondered the same thing. I was like, why is he taking a shower down there? Yeah, it was weird. Um, And so as the dad gets out of the shower, they like bring down the bathroom wall and oh my God, they all say his penis. Um, (laughs) He he wraps himself up in a shower curtain and he walks out and he's like, Sharon, I can't, or Susan, he's like, you didn't tell me the construction workers would be here. She's like, I I fully did tell you there could be construction workers. He goes, well, you did, but you didn't tell me there'd be women. I'm like, so if it was a wall full of dudes looking at your dick, you'd have been like, chill, what's up guys? Like, it w- it would have been fine, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Um, so yeah, it's like it's strangers seeing your dick. I mean, that's kind of bizarre, no matter what. But he was very put off that they were women. So he like acknowledges. He's like, "Oh no, you definitely told me this was happening today. I'm still gonna yell at you." Yeah, he was emotional though. You know, he was very emotional. Yeah, but he walks up the stairs like wrapped in a shower curtain with like the shower rod still sticking out the back. I'm like, haha, ABC Family humor. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I didn't even see that because of the horrible resolution on my on my TV. But I like went through so many bootleg versions to try and find like the best one, and there was one like uploaded in 2018. I'm like, wow. Um, really? Who, yeah. Who was strolling down memory lane then? Who was feeling very nostalgic? So one of the triplets is talking to Susan about Cassie's ideas for the house, and she kind of hates it um lisa's leaving on a date with hawk to a gallery opening mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then jess picks up the phone and like he's very clearly like flirting and she's like i'm very flattered but this is jess like this is not your girlfriend oh where is she she's at a gallery opening i'm like you're a bitch i love you do you want to know that i put in my notes then that david was gonna get together with the other twin or not twin i'm sorry the other triplet yeah. Oh, so clearly. It was a, an obvious type setup. Yeah, Although like, skipping ahead. Know, but he likes any, her and any, she likes him. Yeah, exactly. And David can't tell his girlfriend from anyone else. Well, just on the phone. Oh, no. No, he couldn't tell him long term. Um, later on. <laughs> no, like, I could have been there and he would have thought that I was Lisa. Like, he was that. Are you a triplet? I, I'm a different race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was um, cute, but dumb. Cute but stupid. So Hawk and Lisa are at the art gallery, which I'm like, Hawk does not strike me as the art gallery type. No, but um, she met him in Paris, so he must be cultured. Oh, yes. So then David shows up. Um, okay, I had I wrote down her outfit because it was so insane. It's a black and white striped boat neck shirt with a matching yes. black and white striped headband with a giant flower on it with a high-waisted floral skirt with a thick <laughs> belt. I'm like, so, <laughs> 80s. Um, yeah, like a bunch of different styles thrown together. <laughs> and, and also, good, and a boat neck. The collective volume of the triplets' hair at any given time is like enormous. I know. I was jealous though because I have really straight hair. So I was looking at it and I was like, that is gorgeous hair. Um, so David comes in and he's like, who are you here with? And she's like, I'm here for the art. And he's like, whose art? I'll kick his ass. <laughs> um, he's like no so art we're in a gallery stupid and he's like oh right and she's like and I like you and I love art and I can't have two things I like in the same room so leave really I feel like I have that every day <laughs> even the room I'm sitting in there's a lot of things I like in it I know I have cheese and my iPad all in one room um, I have my roommate's poodle who I absolutely love and I have like 
a TV, which I love, a candle, which I love. Like, I feel like she can, like, suck it up. Yeah. Um, so she's like, well, we'll have a date on Saturday. So, like, get out. Go away. Um, <laughs> so dad and then the next scene, like, the scenes are, like, 30 seconds long. They clip along so quickly. Um, they do. Some of the notes I wrote down, I wish I had put which scene they were in. Because I made a note about how someone referenced Jackson Pollock as, like, a great artist and I was like it, it just didn't fit whatever they referenced I was like Jackson Pollock wasn't really that type of artist but I, um, I didn't write down what scene it was oh no and, and it's like I try to do a thing in my notes where like I put like a, a like a dotted line between like each scene break but it's like that my whole so page smart. is so it's full dot, of dot, dotted dot, breaks dot. yeah because every and then there's things where like they're bouncing back and forth between two scenes because they're trying to like do two things at once and I'm like ah Mm-hmm. like my last mm-hmm. page which is just like the whole like parent trap of it all it's just like one giant homunculus paragraph i'm like i'll start it out later <laughs> that's yeah it, it it was i'm glad you pointed that out though because the scenes were extremely short yeah and it's also like you can see like where the commercial breaks would fall um oh like maybe absolutely. that like full black and fall back um like we'll be right back with tonight's presentation i remember yeah um, so then Kathy, dad, and Meg, who's the triplet no one cares about. Nobody are... cares about her, but Meg seemed chill. I liked Meg. Meg was chill. They were, um, eating ice cream and shopping and she's like, tell me about mom. And he goes, she was a handful. He goes, like Lisa. And she was headstrong. She was always looking, always watching like me. And she was always what? unexpected. Like Jesse. I'm like, so your daughters have a third of your wife's personalities. <laughs> <laughs> that's Crazy. how it always turns out they're a perfect third do, 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 do. and she was also a little bit of a coke addict which is why we don't talk about the quintuplets um <laughs> <laughs> well i mean she was definitely a slut which is very much lisa and i liked lisa oh lisa like he seemed kind of vaguely insulting to his wife it's like oh she was a handful i'm like she was your wife like you married yeah, he her. wasn't really sad that she wasn't around anymore no and I can't tell, like, did she die when they were straight up babies? Like, because they don't seem to remember her at all. Yeah, so she must have, but they didn't get into that at all. If they didn't know her personality whatsoever, I mean, they must have been very young. Yeah, I mean, they could have so, been, like, three, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I really don't remember when my first memory was, which isn't that shocking because I have a horrible memory. But it, it probably would have been around, like, four or five. Um. So the dad is finally like hearing all of the plans of the house decorating in one room, which includes pink marble, metallic wallpaper, and prism chimes. I'm like, this is hideous, but this is also the 80s. So it was so late 80s and early 90s. They needed like some sort of palm tree thing in there, and it would have fit or banana leaf or something. Yes, something tropical. Yeah, Um, I was picturing it in my mind. And they meet Sergio, who's, like, the assistant designer. And I, like, thought he was going to be a funnier, bigger part of the movie. Never nope, brought nope. up again. I'm like, why did he need a name? Why did he need no, a he scene had, or he a had line? Like, he had, like, one scene where he was, like, Frank from Father of the Bride or whatever. And, oh, just yeah. disappe- and then just disappeared and never came back. And I was like, well, they could have done more with that character. I know, because later on, like, the construction workers become, like, part of the plot. And I thought, like, well, he's Susan's friend. Like, maybe he'd, like, I don't know. But nope, not part of it. Um, And he basically is yelling at her. And he's like, this house looks hideous. And I don't like it. And the plans aren't being run by me. And he goes, 
well, your fiance gave me the plan. So I assume they were coming from you. And he's like, well, you don't talk to my fiance. You talk to me. And he's, she's like, I've never met you until like a week ago. And he like throws a board at her. I'm like, so bro, like, you not. yeah, he throws like one of her little like planning boards at her. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So if he's hasn't been part of this whatsoever, it's his own fault. And it's because he's been checked out. Yeah. And he's like yelling at Susan, which like if anyone, he should be yelling at Cassie. But he's full on like he yelling and he yelled at her. Can you not yell at me? We're at my workplace. And he's like, I'll yell if I want to. I'm like, dude, you're a dick. He yelled at her for like the fifth time during this movie. And it's all because he knows that Cassie isn't right for him. So any reminder of that, he just gets mad. Yeah, but like he's like yelling and throwing things at her place of business. I'm like, get away from him. He's scary. Call security or, or like the police or something. Yeah, he he was too emotional for me. I thought he was a weird character. Yes. Um. So then David and Jesse are on the beach. Okay, and this is something I noticed. They're, you're in a scene with one of the triplets. Instead of just saying their name, they'll make references to the other two triplets so you know who they are by process of elimination process of elimination you know that it's like lisa or why am i blanking on any of the other one's names i jesse just remember meg. just jesse and meg yeah poor meg i don't even know who that is um and i like and lisa meg a lot. i identified with lisa the most i guess um so they're having their date on the beach and or not their date on the beach jesse and david are hanging out on the beach he's like i don't know like lisa seems different since paris like do you think she still likes me and jesse's like uh yeah she still loves you for (laughs) sure like it's fine i love you um yeah exactly um maybe i don't know i feel like someone else would be better for you yeah look at me (laughs) i've been here all along (laughs) oh um poor Whatever her name is, Jesse. So then Susan comes in and Jesse's reading a romance novel and she's like, I think they messed me all up because it makes me think I deserve like a boyfriend like this. And she and Susan, I'm gonna call her Susan because I almost call her Sharon every time. <laughs> and then <laughs> just say Susan. Shmushin. And then Susan is like, Well, it's okay. Like, you don't have a boyfriend right now, you're young. And she's like, right. do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, no. She goes, well, that's depressing. I'm like, which is oh. so rude. Yeah, that is so rude. And then she's like, well, I did have a husband. So like, fuck you. She, like, like, she had to prove herself to the 17-year-old. Like, well, I was married. So well, I've been kissed before. I get kissed all the time. Yeah, like someone loved me, okay? <laughs> we went to third base and everything. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so rude. It was so weird. Um... So Cassie and David are like planning aspects of the wedding slash the house decorating. Mm-hmm. And he clearly couldn't not, not David, Je- Jeffrey, the dad. It was Jeffrey. I would have believed that it was da- Jeffrey and David, whatever. I know it says dad, but it looks like David. Um, oh, okay, okay. Okay. So they're planning the wedding and like, he clearly couldn't care less about any aspect of it. And she's trying to like sweet talk him and get him interested. Like, wouldn't it be cute? And we'll have all these couches and like the da 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 da. And he's like, you haven't even asked for my input. And she's like, whenever I ask you, you tell me you don't care. So I designed the house I liked because you wouldn't talk. And he's like, well, I like the house the way it is. And she's like, well, you okay, should have said that. Uh, well, I'm like moving into a house with three other women. And like, I want the house to feel like it's mine. So that's all. Nah. Yeah. She wants to put her own mark on the house. <laughs> 
but he yeah this is really opening up jeffrey for me just how bizarre he was as a character and way too emotional i feel like that's the 10th time i've said that but he had just a lot of outbursts it's true and so then um cassie is like constantly like wiping down his glasses or like cleaning his shirt like she's always tidying when she's talking which is Um, how they met so he shouldn't have been that surprised no and like it's not like, I don't see it as, like, a controlling, bitchy thing. Like, I just see it as, like, she's no. really neat and she likes to stay neat. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, and like OCD. If, yeah, and if that's how she is and you like her, you're accepting that part about her. Yeah, like, and no, like, don't, I don't see her as a villain. Like that, no, and if you don't like that, then just don't marry her. Like, it's very easy. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Like, everything that they do to Meredith and Vicky, like, they deserve, and she, like, proves herself to be a villain by the mm-hmm. end. What they inflicted on Cassie, I'm like, she didn't deserve that. Like, No, I don't think she, I didn't really view her as a gold digger. I didn't view her as someone that wanted to take the, the kid's place. I, I didn't view any of that. She was just, she was just there. No, not at all. Yeah, um, you know? Yeah, so Susan goes in and she gives David the music box and she's like, I'm, and he's like, I'm really sorry. I was being awful to you. And, you know. Wait, I, David, you mean Jeffrey? Yes. Oh my God. It's fine. No, could we, we could just call him Barry because I, <laughs> I know Barry Bostwick and he does not look like You know, Barry, David, Jeffrey, and Susan, Sharon, Haley. And, <laughs> and there's and too twins. many people. Oh. Plus another one. <laughs> um. So he's like sitting at the piano and he's like, I've been trying to remember the song that the music box was playing this whole time. And she's like, oh, it's called I'm Always Chasing Rainbows. Okay. Oh, this is right. So did what does he do for his profession? He's a journalist, which we only discover in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Okay, be- yeah, because at this, I, I had, like, kind of tuned out a bit, and then I tuned back in, and I was like, oh, wait, is he some sort of musician that somehow affords this huge house and a daughter he can throw off to Paris and all that? I forgot what his profession was. No, he's but a he journalist. Wasn't. That's how he has so much money. He- uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why he's so... Yeah, I was like, is, are they? is he a David Foster? Like, what is he doing? He wasn't very good at piano, but yeah. Because he plays it like two more times in the movie. I'm like, stop playing piano when people are talking to you. Like, you're rude. (laughs) He's an artist. God. Um, so basically it's like play it's like playing while like Susan walks away and like Jeffrey's like looking after her wistfully, and Cassie Mm -hmm, just walks mm -hmm. in and like slams it shut. Mm. And that's maybe the bitchiest thing she does in the whole movie. She's like, What's this music box? Nah. She just closes it. That's it. Right. Her big villain move. Yeah, that's like the bitchiest thing she does in the whole movie. Is she shuts the music right. box. Well, she kind of does one thing towards the end. If I might have seen something weird because, again, I was watching it on YouTube on a screen. So I was like, she, remember when she slams a picture down? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so then uh, Lisa is asking Jesse to go on a date for her as her with David. And Megan's like, this is a bad idea. And Jesse's like, this is a bad idea. And Lisa's like, do it. They used to switch places all the time, but they've never done it to guys. And it's so mean. Um, yeah, it's they not do that it anyway. mean. It's some high school guy. Who cares? Yeah. Um, they're, doing, they, they're doing more shit to you. <laughs> they do. And they put her in a strapped black and white, like, 
boat neck sailor suit. Yes, they did. But can I say that I kind of liked it? It was like one of the cuter outfits in the movie. It was just a I, lot. Yeah, I might have just gotten used to the horrible late 80s fashion. But I was like, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Like it's, it's complimenting to her figure. She looks cute. Yeah, they're all so tiny. Fucking yes. That's um, eh, okay. It's okay. So she like comes <laughs> down the stairs and like she doesn't know how to walk in heels. So she trips and falls into David. <laughs> and like the oh, dad's right, like, right. bye, Lisa. Um, but then Susan opens the door and she's like, oh, hi, Jesse. And she's like, I'm Lisa. Shut up. Like, yeah, Su- Susan caught on to it. Like, real quick. Um, you know, being a twin herself, she somehow caught the difference. Um, so then Nick, the coworker, is there and he's like, Susan, you should come to dinner with me and Cassie and Jeffrey. I don't know why he was going to dinner with the engaged couple. I don't know. I don't know. It was just so they could have a double date moment. Yeah, it was an obvious double date. Would you have gone? Oh. <laughs> oh. See, what's funny is I probably would have gone because I feel like I like a fancy meal and like maybe a few glasses of wine. I was going to say I would have gone for the free food, maybe. <laughs> I know. That might be like the the now New Yorker in me where I'm like, well, they're paying. I mean, I have a serious boyfriend, but, you know, back when I was dating, it's like, well, that's a free meal and like free booze. I forget which TV show it is. Um. But it's like this guy goes on a Tinder date with a girl and she orders like three entrees and gets them all to go and just leaves. <laughs> she gets them doggy backed. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'll have three steaks, a chicken, and a basket of fried chicken to go. And he's like, We just got here. She's like, I'm really busy. I'm not looking to date right now. Bye. It just bounces. <laughs> Rose in a sippy cup. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a big deal. There's a lot of restaurants that I wouldn't get to eat at if I wasn't in a relationship. Yeah. Um, so Jesse's like trying to be Lisa, but like she doesn't know the way around like the apartment they're going to, and she keeps like walking down the wrong hallways. Um, and surprise, David's throwing her a welcome back party, and apparently she knows none of her sister's friends because she doesn't know any of these people. I thought that was weird too, because aren't they supposed to be like high schoolers? They're all gonna know each are they're all gonna know each other's friends. And why wouldn't these people throw like a, a thing for all of them? That's what I was going to say. It's like you'd have a welcome home party and like invite like all three sisters or like maybe the other two sisters involved in the party. It was very bizarre. Yeah. It was like, do they all go to different high schools? What's going on here? You don't know your sister's friends at all. My sister is four years older. I knew all of her friends. Yeah. And even if they're not friends, they all go to the same high school. Like you'd know them just like peripherally. You know, everyone in your high school class. It was really weird. It was like three people, but very separate lives. And it didn't make any sense. So back at the dinner, Susan is describing her ex-husband and her stepkids. And she's like, they're 16 and 13. I never see them anymore. And like, even when they come to visit, they're always like off on their adventures. And like, I never, you know, teenagers. And Jeffrey's like, she likes teenagers. And Cassie literally yawns (laughs) in his face. I'm like, fair. Yeah, I I would think it was fair too. I was like boring next. Yeah. Oh, the dad eats off Susan's plate, which I think is like weirdly intimate. And like even I was like, okay, Cassie, fair. That's weird. I don't like that. That is intimate and that is weird. uh, That's gross. If I was out for the first time with somebody and they ate off my plate, it's dessert. I I mean, I don't want to be too like howard hughes aviator about it but if someone that i didn't know put their thing on my plate it's like we don't have that kind of relationship you don't know me like that you don't know me like that yeah That's like let fuck my best off. friend or somebody have some of it but like i didn't give you permission to do that it was weird 
And it's one thing if she like offered, she's like, oh my God, this tiramisu is so good. You have to have some. And then it's like, oh, she was flirting and he's flirting back. But he just like, reaches the across the table right. with his fork and it's like, mmm, cake. I'm like, what the is, fuck? Is Jeffrey a little manic? Yes. But he's I think that might be a little very. Maybe. That's true. I only know him from Rocky Horror. Should I know him from anything else? No. Okay, good. Did All you right, like the continue. subtle little Rocky Horror thing they threw in? Wait, when? Did I? Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. Oh, I was shit. so excited. Um, oh my god. Embarrassing, <laughs> but not surprised. So, basically, Lisa and her friends have some little, like, Janet Jackson lip sync dance routine they do, which, of course, Jesse doesn't the, know it. The Jackson 3. The Jackson 3. And, like, they try to do this routine for way too long before she finally gives up. Yeah, and if so, if that was your best friend, wouldn't you know? Be like, this is the wrong triplet. Yeah, and like especially because known, you know they're triplets and they do this kind of thing and they do this kind of shit. I would have been like, this isn't my friend. And also, I mean, David's completely like tuned out, and I'm gonna blame that on being like a high school boy. Yeah, but there were so many signs it wasn't the right triplet. Yeah, it was um, so obvious. But I'm disappointed in those two girlfriends because we know better. Yes. We know Completely. way better. Um, so once I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, that's so, okay. That's how mine gets. Mine turns Lisa, into cursive at some point. I don't know uh, why. Mine is just shorthand. Um, but yes. not like the good hand, like the kind I invented. Um <laughs> so Lisa finds out Hawk is planning on leaving and she's like, You said you were gonna stay in LA and he's like, There's nothing for me here. Like True. I um does he have parents? Where is he from? I don't. He says he's older than her, but I can't tell how much older. Right. So even if he was like 18, he's a vagabond, which is still weird. I don't know. And he's just <laughs> bouncing around from country to country and city to city. I don't know. No oh, kidding. Oh, he's from Idaho. He says he's from Idaho. Oh. So yeah, where does beginning. he get like all the funds to bounce around? I don't know. I think I thought too deeply into it when you're not supposed to think that. Oh no, Jess is freaking out and she's trying to tell David the truth. Right. She's like, and he's I'm like, not who you think I am. And he's like, neither am I. I'm just always trying to be whatever you want me to be. And then he kisses her and she's like, huh, into it. She's super into it. But yeah, he is so dumb. And I think this is maybe where he won my heart because I love just nice, dumb people. Aww. Have you seen that thing? And it's like intersection of guys I think that are hot and it's like big, dumb, muscly jocks fucking stupid like and they just like posted a yeah. picture of like chris hemsworth it's like you get it you get exactly what i'm saying like oh, oh. big dumb puppy <laughs> oh i love chris hemsworth and i'm not i'm not really into like the big like muscly guy but i just like a nice dumb person exactly like if he I... was chris hemsworth <laughs> with tom hiddleston's attitude i'd be like you creep me out i don't like it but like chris hemsworth just being like <laughs> i'm like i love you just like silly and nice and just a I, I don't know, like it, it beats a really intelligent but kind of mean conniving person any yes, day. Exactly. I'm, I, I'm into the dumb like big golden retriever. You know what I mean? Human golden retrievers. That's what we want. That's all we want, boys. That's all we want. And I feel like David was that. Like, yeah, he was stupid and like any of those girls could have dated him and he would have thought it was the same person. But there's a there's a beauty to that. This is the fourth trip triplet. She's a mop with a hairbrush. I love her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like I really know you. She is. 
Yeah, like she didn't even need um Jesse to take her place. She could have just like put a mannequin in and it would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, like in the same conversation where David is saying he always changes for Lisa, Lisa right. is telling Hawk, I don't know why you can't just change to be more like you were in Paris. And he's like, Why can't you change mm. and be more like me? Run away with me to Barstow. And she's like, Uh oh. no. Which which to me just means the first Del Taco. <laughs> that, I think Barstow, I think of driving to Vegas because my parents were too cheap to take a real vacation. We would always drive to Vegas. So we would always stop at Barstow, which was the first Del Taco ever. And they like load your f- up. So when oh, I hear Barstow, no. I think of like a Del Combo burrito, but like double stuffed. That's incredible. So um, I would go for that reason. And then I would call my dad to come pick me up. <laughs> so Jess and da- so David is dropping off Jess right yep. as dad pulls in, right yep. as Hawk is dropping Lisa off. And here's the tiny little Rocky Horror thing. <laughs> I she can't goes, believe I missed him. David, Lisa, Jesse, dad, dad, Jesse, Lisa, David, Jesse, Cassie, Dr. Scott. Um, oh. <laughs> they don't say Dr. Scott. But like no, no, but they might as well have. No, I didn't even realize that like zany thing they were trying to do. Like I like fully hadn't like oh Barry Boswick like Rocky Horror. Oh, I get it. Like I thought they were just doing a Rocky Horror joke, and then being like oh he was in Rocky Horror. Like maybe they were. <laughs> I mean that would be the only good point of writing in this film. Oh, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was too nervous during that point where I was like fuck her dad caught her. Oh no, the boyfriend's caught her. Oh no. Well, I didn't even um, care about him because he was so dumb, but like the dad, like, like that was the disciplinarian. So I was like, oh shit, her dad's there. Like, get inside. He's gonna get in trouble. Yeah, although I'll I'll tell you this, my dad would not have given a shit. Like like he would have been proud of me if I deceived teenage boys at that age. Yay. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, okay, you're smart. Fine. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so he's yelling at Lisa and Jesse. So and mad. Lisa's like, who cares? So like mad. he's my boyfriend. I can do whatever I want. Jesse's like, I feel bad. And she's like, fucking suck up. Like Oh, um, Jesse, I felt bad for Jesse. She should have gotten a lighter punishment. She was obviously just the pawn. Yeah. And so he grounds them. And apropos of nothing, what, Lisa's what, like, Well, I hate Cassie. So fuck you, Dad. Yeah, she just lashed out with the one thing she could think of. But would your dad have gotten that mad over that? Like, maybe he'd been disappointed, but would he have, like, grounded you over that? No. I don't think so. Yeah, it was like, okay, I'm kind of so. disappointed you played that trick, but, I mean, who cares? <laughs> like, if he, like, switched twins to, like, t- take the SATs, like, yeah, I'd yes. be more mad. Yeah, because that's something that has to do with their future. But this is just, like, some stupid guys they're dating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was irrationally angry. Yeah. So the next morning, this scene is so small, but again, the dad is a jackass. So there's like construction going on in <laughs> front of his house. And so instead of walking around it, he just like pushes all their stuff over and walks through it. Such a dick. I'm like, yeah. You're such a dick. And then they're like, Lisa ran away. Out. She left a note. Yeah, it's like, no shit, she ran away and left a note. Please. Sure. Um, so Jess is like, oh no, I really like David and I feel really guilty. Um, and 
Susan's like, it's okay. Like you have feelings for him. It's not your fault. You didn't choose to have him. She's like, you don't know what it's like when we switch. It's so tangled. It's a, a tangled web we weave when we triplet switch around. And Susan's like, no, I get it. And she's like, you wouldn't ever get it. She's like, I'm a twin bitch. She's like, oh, you do get it. Um, yeah, she had to like pull out the picture to be like, this is Sharon. <laughs> it was my absorbed twin. No. <laughs> <laughs> One of my aunts had that. But that's funny. Continue. Oh my god! Like my big fat Greek wedding. Um. Yeah, exactly. The lump was my twin. <laughs> Inside the lump was hair and a teeth and, and a spinal column. <laughs> my twin. Crazy. So yeah, I love that whole movie too. But I never watched the second one because I don't want it ruined. Oh, I didn't watch the second one either. Oh well, maybe. <sighs> I don't know. Was it reviewed well? I bet not. No, but it came out in theaters. Oh, okay. Darn it. Um, All although right. we are doing <laughs> Patreon episodes for things that don't quite fit. So if you guys really want to hear a review of my big fat Greek wedding, hop on my Patreon. Tell me so. But you have to give me money to tell me so. So make it happen. Yeah. And if, so- if for some reason you want me to watch it, I'll watch it. Yeah. You can request guests now. Did I've Tom just made Hanks- that decision. <laughs> you can request guests. <laughs> Did Tom- if, uh, if Tom Hanks produced it, I'll watch it. He produced the first <laughs> one, right? I think so. Yeah, I don't know if he did the Rita second. Wilson. So if he produced it, I'll I'll fucking watch it. Whatever. Um. So once back again, to something he did not produce. <laughs> actually, something he did not produce. So the dad is calling the cops. He's getting like bumped around from person right. to person. And once again, he so yells at Susan. Yeah, he yells at Susan. He's like, "There's construction that- going on, and my daughter is missing." And she's like, "This is my fault. How? Like." I, I can't put up with people that like yell at you just because they're angry at something. Just yeah, that she's like, I, I need can't. to chill. Yes. At, at least she was self-aware enough to do that. I, I liked Haley Mills film, but that might yeah. be the nostalgia kicking in. I'm not sure if she was actually good or not. Uh, she was decent, but I just think the, like the dad was so awful, like trying to make him sympathetic so that she would like him. I'm like, I don't trust your true. judgment now, girl. He seems awful. Like, that's true. Yeah, the dad needed like therapy and like maybe some like Zoloft or something. Um, so then, uh, she's like, "You need to like take a minute and like step away." And they go and walk on the beach so just he can like calm down. And he's like, "Like you know, I I knew it was gonna be hard raising three daughters, but then when they became three teenagers, it was freaking impossible." And blah 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 blah. And like. I want to tell them how much I love them and explain to them how much I love Cassie, but like I can never say the right words. I can never tell someone how much I love them. And he just looks lovingly at Susan and she's like, uh-huh, know what it's like. Um But wait, this is he got like a little bizarre talking about the daughters. Yes. When he was saying, like, I didn't expect or I didn't anticipate the problems that would come with them growing up. He like kind of referenced their boobs, didn't he? Yeah. He's like he like puts his hands in front of me. He's like, and they're growing vocabularies. They're vocabularies, <laughs> yes. And it's like that's that's normal, and that would be weird, but like it's kind of awkward to bring it up that way. Yeah, be like, and, and they're growing up, and that's weird, and they're maturing. You could say maturing, and it's the yeah. same shit. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. and suddenly those cute little skirts they used to wear aren't so cute anymore. And she's like, because they're not wearing them for you. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what is that sentence (laughs) this is very odd i mean i've never been you know a single dad with teenage daughters but that's still really odd yeah um so 
Hawk and Lisa are at the diner and she's like, this isn't like how it was. Like in Paris, we like walked around the Seine and it felt like we were really in love. And he's like, right. Yeah, that was Paris. Everyone falls in love in Paris. Um, <laughs> well, and- I would have said this is not the Del Taco that serves us the good shit. <laughs> So then uh, Jesse and Meg show up and like dad walks in literally a step behind them. And she's like, you yes. told. And they're he, like, we did it. He followed us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was stupid David that told. David walks in right behind them. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and damn, he- everybody's here. Oh, Susan is also there. Um, right. He was the true golden retriever. He just like admitted everything without even knowing he was admitting it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they called me to use my car because they needed to go pick up Lisa. It's like you in Barstow, like he gives in everything Barstow, away. He gives everything away with no one asking him really anything. Yeah. So then Hawk is like, I'm fucking out. I'm not in junior high anymore, and yes. just punches David in the face. I'm like, why of all the people in this room would you punch him? Like, because he's because he's such a bad boy, you know. Ooh. So this giant fight breaks out, which is like mildly terrifying. Um, it was like, a bit aggressive. Yeah, I the thought cops it was- get called. Like her dad gets hit. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, That's right. Yeah, he does get hit. And Lisa dumps Hawk, and he says maybe the best line that comes out of his mouth. Um, <laughs> when she goes, "People aren't good for each other everywhere. We were great together in Paris. We were good in L.A. And I guess we were bad in Barstow." <laughs> And she goes, are you breaking up with me? And he goes, let's just put it this way. I hope the next time I see you, it's in Paris. It's in Paris. Yes. I'm like, fuck, Hawk. That was a little bit good. Like, I thought it was very insightful and true. It was like, we were good there. Let's just keep it there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, a little bit of insight. It's insightful to anyone that's had a fabulous vacation hookup, which I'm one of those people. Don't um, bring them to don't bring them to your home situation because it's not no. the same. No, it's never the same. It's not the I, same. You're not brunching on the the sand or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're not. It's just not the same. Like keep. I want to see like a romantic comedy of like where someone does that. Like the first ten minutes of the movie are like the last twenty minutes of the romantic comedy, where it's like I'm yes, coming it- back with you to Chicago, and they're like, oh my god, and then the rest of the movie is them like trying to in like incorporate their vacation Total boyfriend nightmare. into their actual life and it's like oh fuck like yeah it, it doesn't work when you have to like you have to go back to your job and like all the non-fun things vacation is is a different human being you know yeah. it's like um greece i mean greece is great but it wasn't believable oh, for for many it reasons it is greece uh which was another one of my crushes olivia newton john he likes blondes um oh, but yeah, it's like they had that great summer and it's not believable that it would transfer over to high school because that's a different life, you know? Oh, it's leave, like- le- leave Hawk in Paris. That's what I'm telling all the kids. It was a different there. person. Um, Yeah, like just get laid in Paris and all that and just leave that there. And then come yeah. back to your, your David if you're lucky enough to have one. Or he'll, your sister will take him away. Um. Oh, which is another thing I, I take umbrage with. But, but go on. So Jess and David are talking and she finally admits that she likes him. And he's like, yes. well, I kind of figured that out when we were making out. Um, <laughs> and Susan is cleaning up the dad. He is laid out across the prep station in the kitchen. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> those things are like a foot wide. Second of all, the restaurant is still open and serving food. So like, ew. And three, there's like a million Help. empty tables out there. Go lay on a table. There's it's a health code violation and there's plenty of room to lie down. Like that is very extra and dramatic of him, which is 
Or a which tiny is, cut on his forehead. That is it. It's, it's consistent of the character. He's very dramatic when he doesn't need to be. Um, and like Megan is like watching them through the, like the the waitress window. Um, <laughs> and Susan's like, "Well, I think you're gonna be all right, Jeffrey." And he's like, "Oh my god, I think that's the first time you haven't called me Mister Wyatt, Susan." And she's like, "And that's the first <laughs> time you haven't called me Mrs. Evers." And Megan's like, "Oh, they go fuck." Ooh. Like, <laughs> it's a moment. Yeah, there's a spark there. Um, and so they all get home, and Cassie's like, where the fuck were you guys? My engagement party. And they're like, Lisa ran away to Barstow, and Susan was there. And she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything. Susan was there. Susan was there, yeah. Pissed. <laughs> she is pissed. And she's ba- well, like, yeah, they she's finally, like, catching on. It's like, why would Susan be there? That's bizarre. She needed her car. Like, there wasn't actually a, there was actually a reason for Susan to be there, which was we needed the car. Right, no, it was totally, like, valid, but it did happen to be true, you know? Yeah, it did happen to, happen to be other things, but yeah. Um, and so the triplets are on the beach, and they're like, so, fuck Cassie, we want uh, Susan to be our mom, we're just gonna decide for two adults in our lives? Break, cool. Um, which, again, if it's a parent trap, it's like, they were good together once, Let's get them back together. But for strangers who have known each other for like a month, it's creepy. Yeah, it's a backwards parent trap where it's supposed to be like, let's reignite that spark. So David is on the beach with them. And he's like, hey, do you want to go for a swim? And Lisa's like, I'd love to. And he's like, I was talking to Jess. And Lisa's like all butthurt. Like, I only fucked another guy in Paris, brought him (laughs) back with me and lied about him and had my sister go on a date with you. Why aren't you talking to me? (laughs) Like the fact that she can feel hurt at all, I'm like, you're Why a is this bad a big person. Deal? Lisa is a bad person, but I feel like out of the three, I almost said twins, triplets, she was the one that I like kind of understood. Is that weird? Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, they're all I kind guess. of paper thin people, and like Lisa is the most fleshed out. Yes, where she is given kind of the most depth. I, even if it's not something you like, she is given the most depth. She has a journey. Yeah. So yes. they basically set up so, like, uh, their dad thinks he's meeting Cassie for dinner, and Susan thinks she's meeting Nick for dinner, and they're in the same mm-hmm. restaurant, and they're like, well, we may as well sit together. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't talk over the violin or whatever we're playing. Violin's too loud. We have to move closer together. I told you the violin was a bad idea. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um, which, it was too loud, and I'm glad, because it was obnoxious. It was. Um... And so then the dad is talking to her and he's like, you know, I talk about you a lot with Megan. Like, has to qualify it. I'm like, still creepy. Yeah, he started like full on flirting with her. Yeah, and he's like, you know, like, I really admire you and like, you seem like a really amazing person to Megan. My my daughters talk about you a lot. And like, he like tries to full on say like, I'm into you. And she's like, you're engaged. And he's like, right, I'm engaged. And like backs off. Um, and so the next night, Cassie is like, oh, I brought home dinner, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she goes, I made dinner and like has a takeout bag. I'm like, here, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's okay. And he's like, why didn't you meet me for dinner? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, uh, never mind. Um, Wait, so did the trip, sorry if I'm being stupid, but did the triplets set that up? Yes. And I think Nick knew about it too, because later when the dad's like, why didn't you ever show up? Um, to dinner he's like oh i was busy he's not like 
Right. So did they set it up or not? Like, because it's not like both people would have flaked. No, they, they did set it up. They fully set it up. That's why they were okay, there with like, the violin and the major. Like, they sent a note from the major D saying, like, Nick's right, not coming because right, right. he was never coming. But, but Nick knew about it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so literally, like, he's, like, talking about, like, oh, I thought I was meeting you for dinner. Oh, never mind. And Cassie looks at him. She goes, are your feelings changing for me? Like, I feel like things are different. He's like, no, of course not. Everything's fine. I'm like, she's honestly, like, checked in and trying to figure things out. Like, I feel a little bad for her at this point. I felt bad for her kind of the whole film. Even yeah. though I, I, did, I didn't want them to get married, but I still kind of felt bad for her. Yeah, and then she starts to say something. I'm like, oh, watch her, like, disprove my sentence right now. She goes, you know, it just feels like ever since the girls gotten, have gotten back, like, things have gotten kind of crazy. I'm like, this is where she tries to send them all to a boarding school in Switzerland. Um, <laughs> Which I goes, would have loved when right? I was in high school. I would have been like, fuck yes, I'm in Switzerland. And she goes, I just think that, you know, for the best, it would be best for the girls if we move the wedding up. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, that's not as, I mean, you're basically trying to, like, hold on to him before you feel like you lose him, but that's, like, not that villain. yeah it's like how about you marry me before their disapproval gets in the way yeah which like not that bad um so oh so jeffrey's at work the next day and he's like completely spacing through a meeting and yeah, nick's like what's up and he's like susan quit after we moved up the wedding and i haven't seen her in days and she won't pick up the phone and she won't call me back and i just don't know what to do and Nick's like, you're getting married in two days, and you keep saying a woman's name a lot who is not your fiance's. Truth. Truth. And he's like, I don't know. You're being crazy. And then he like looks down at his notepad and he's written Susie like 50 times. I'm like, creepy. Like a high school girl. Like Susan. Uh -huh. <laughs> Mr. Susan Evers. Um <laughs> Susan Wright, or whatever his last name is. Uh Wyatt. Mrs. Susan Wyatt. Um so then Susan and Sharon are at Susan's house and she's like, oh no, I, I quit because they moved the wedding up. Like that's too much of a rush. I, I couldn't get it done that time. Like that's unreasonable. And that's why I quit. Definitely the only reason I quit. Quit because well, like she's yeah. so clearly. <laughs> My all female contractors would not put up with that. Except they're still there. Um, so then sh the doorbell rings and Sharon opens the door and it's the triplets and they're like, hey Susan. And Sharon's like, I'm Susan, yep, I'm definitely Susan. Talk to me. Um, <laughs> Which is so obvious. Like, I know. And, like, they know she's a twin. Like, yeah, I'm... yeah, exactly. They have this They have this knowledge that she is an identical twin. <laughs> um, so then the girls are like, we want, we want dad to break up with Cassie and marry you. I'm like, psychotic sentence to say to a grown adult. And yeah, Sharon... and any grown adult would be like, what is going on here? Yeah, and then Sharon's like, I gotta go, and just shuts the door. <laughs> and the girls are like, uh, it didn't work. I'm like, that was a plan? What? What, yeah, um, what was the plan there? It's like, maybe give some, maybe give a call, set up a meeting. Like, what was the plan? To bombard somebody? Yeah. Um. So then Sharon goes back to Susan, and she's like, so you clearly have feelings for this guy. And she's like, you two need to just sit down and talk. And Susan's like, no, he's getting married like tomorrow. I can't do that to him. Which, which is the smart thing to say. Yeah. Like regardless of how I feel about him, like there's other men in the world. 
yeah like i got i got a chill she goes sometimes you meet the right person at the wrong time like sucks to suck um yeah there there are other barry bostwicks out there like come on yeah and so then sharon comes to their house which is crazy because she doesn't know them um yeah like a woman in her 40s does that i don't know but i did like sharon so and then sharon says something straight up crazy i'm like oh good god and they're like you know that dinner that she went on we set that up and she's like oh girls you're such fucking amateurs you can't (laughs) set them up at a restaurant restaurants have one fatal flaw doors i'm like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that because that was the only time at the end i'm getting ahead of myself but this film turned into a horror film it did it was straight jigsaw it was saw yes it was like they were trapped in a space but i thought that was odd that she said that too okay this uh, the next set scene is like 12 scenes woven into each other like 50 times and my next two pages of notes are one giant paragraph so like oh here we go it was it was a fever dream that this, this took the parent trap of this parent trap are we ready for the wedding um because shit gets crazy the wedding at the house. The wedding at the. They're getting married at their house, which I'm like, ew. I it. thought it was ew too, and I like. I don't really have any preference about weddings. I don't care. But even I was like, um, they're coming down the stairs. Yeah, and it's like we can only have seventy guests because we. I'm like, you can fit seventy people in your house. How? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's because I've been in New York, but I'm like, what Hamptons home do you have? I mean, I can maybe fit seventy people total in my house but like not 70 in one room in chairs yeah like if they went into every bedroom and every bathroom and the basement and the backyard yeah um so megan calls susan Mm -hmm. no no no. i can hear you now so megan calls susan and she's like i'm really upset i need you to come see me (laughs) worst acting worst acting (laughs) But, but it was the best acting of the film for those yeah, girls. Because even Jesse's like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> She's like, I'm trying. <laughs> it was the most real moment of any of it. Yeah. Cassie's like already in her 90s, 90s, 90s wedding gown and veil and hair. Um, the uh, Oh my God, the white dress. Yes, it was horrible. Oh, so 90s. So wonder- 90s. But wonderful for that time. My mom had that exact same veil. Like, <laughs> oh god but, like, it was a very a like and around your forehead and then just the poof oh yes it was very angled there, there was another um movie that i feel like had that same dress and it's escaping me now maybe like 16 candles i'm not sure oh yeah it could have been um so the triplets are in matching green bridesmaids dresses and were they green it looked blue on my tv teal maybe i don't know it was horrible, whatever it was. It doesn't really matter. It was not a good color. For some reason, there's like the female minister is prepping the dad about the funeral and is like, oh, the New York lady. It's very to the point. It's 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 love, honor, cherish. No poetry, no romance. I don't want you guys sneaking any fucking like shit in there. I'm going to just get you married and get the fuck out. I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah, she was saying like no John Denver songs. Like she was getting very bossy. 
Yeah. Um, so then David shows up and he's like, Jess, I want to talk to you. And she's like, I'm kind of busy parent trapping right now. And he's like, oh, I get it. I'm not important to you. I'm like, it's also her dad's wedding day. Like, chill. Not at this moment. Yeah, not at this moment. You're not the top important thing. Come on. Yeah. So, like, one triplet is in the room with Cassie. One's, like, downstairs with Sharon. And one's, like, in the road watching for Susan. Uh, Susan shows up and they, like, send their signals up the room up to the Cassie's room and she's like oh Cassie just like stare at yourself in the mirror and I'll get you more hairspray and she's like I look so perfect and my makeup is perfect and my veil is perfect and my like she can't like stop staring at herself which she should yeah <laughs> I mean she looked she looked great considering the time period yeah um yeah, and I think good. like if anything like that was her like she cared more about the wedding than the marriage I'm like pfft find me yeah, a girl in, or in newport who's not um yeah it's like she i mean if you haven't caught on at that point she was superficial about this whole marriage yeah um so the Although girl she still got married at the fiance's house but that's fine so she's getting it all the twins are getting things all arranged they're trying to get susan and her dad into the garage at the same time they like tell the band to start playing loud so no one can hear them like screaming for help terrifying um <laughs> it was so sinister and the construction workers are like oh yeah she went in there and so when they finally get both of them in there they like nail a giant piece of wood over the door oh um, it, it turned into a horror film it was so sinister i mean i couldn't believe it yeah and the the dad starts yelling at susan he's like you did this i'm like so clearly not she's locked in here with you yeah, Except I'm so. I'm Sharon, so Sharon ran into the house and went, Jeffrey, I want to talk to you, and like ran out. So he does think Susan did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he blames her for everything, which I'm so glad you find you pointed that out. Where it's like everything is Susan's fault for some reason. Yeah. So it's, it's like if it was my fault, I wouldn't be trapped in there with you. Yeah. Like that doesn't look fun. So then. Cassie is at the top of the stairs and she like looks down to the band leader and she's like are we ready and he just starts playing the wedding march when the groom is clearly not there right and yeah well, I thought that was odd too it's like isn't he supposed to be I've been in about four weddings at this point in my life uh -huh. and the, the groom is supposed to already be there before you start yeah and like I'm surprised Cassie the control freak doesn't have like a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator or like somebody she did it was the new york lady right no but like someone to be like cassie it's your turn to walk down the stairs like she's just like at the top like do i go like <laughs> someone was taking a nap during this yeah yeah so she's like halfway down the aisle because she has to come like down the stairs and around the corner to see the front before she realizes the groom isn't there <laughs> she has to go around the couch and like the coffee table and the tv yeah and like at this point like she's looking around like what's happening i'm like oh cassie like <laughs> I feel real bad. Well, but I mean, she should have, when she knelt down to talk, she should have seen that like, oh my God, he's not there. Yeah. Um, and she just like stands at the front, like, well, I'm going to just stand here until he shows up. Like, girl, I want to walk back up the aisle. and been like, call me when he's here. Like, yeah. Redo. Um, yeah. Edit that out, please. Yeah. So then Susan and Jeffrey are trying to get out of the garage and they're like, banging on the walls and she sees like a shelf is about to collapse and she's like jeffrey stop hitting the door jeffrey stop hit stop hitting the door stop like she says it like 20 times and he just keeps doing it and, and keeps the shelf collapses it. 
and like falls all over him and he's like this is your fault i'm like what the fuck oh he's so evil He's more hateable. I-, I didn't like him last night after this viewing, but after I'm going over it with you, I hate him even more. Yeah. So they're stuck in there for 25 minutes. We know this exactly because the minister's like, it's been 25 minutes. Trust me, I've been in this business. The groom never shows past 25 minutes. Like, harsh. <laughs> Who waits up there for 25 minutes? <laughs> it's um, like if the groom isn't there from the start, you're messed yeah. up. And so you're then done. Nick is like, hey, Cassie, I'm really sorry. And she's like, this is the worst day of my life. Except for October of 1987, which I had to Google was the stock market crash. Oh, get out of here, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was like a soft depression. <laughs> Black Monday. Um, <laughs> um, she's like, this is the worst day since the stock market crash. I'm like... Which it was not, by the but way. But she's like, a, she's not a gold digger. So like, that joke doesn't make sense. Um... No, she's not a gold digger. And also, if that was her worst day, she must have gotten over the stock market crash pretty fast. Yeah. And so Nick's like, are you okay? And she's like, not really, but at least the house looks nice. And at least I didn't have to pay for it. Well, I'm going to go home. (laughs) And he's like, do you want to ride home? And she's like, yeah, that would be nice. That's her big villain moment. It's like, well, I redecorated the house and I didn't get to get married. And I'm going after okay. this other guy, which is fine. If you've been left at the altar, just go for whoever gives you comfort. And like she says in the first scene that Nick flirts with her all the time. Like, yes, it's like, eh, well, you know, fine. I'll go off with Nick. That's fine. I half expected when it she walked down the aisle and much. Nick was just standing there. He would be like, want to go for it? Like, I half expected it to happen. Like, <laughs> I would have liked that. He's you're here. Like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Um. So Jeffrey admits to Cassie that he or Jeffrey admits that he didn't want to marry Cassie. He like when he's having his like breakdown in the garage, he's like, and I want to get out of here and I want to get this shit off of me and I don't want to marry Cassie. Uh, Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, record Um, scratch. What? And he feels really bad that he's like, he can't explain that to her that he's just trapped in the garage and he's stuck. And he's like, I would have just gone up there and married her. So maybe it's better that I'm here because I couldn't have just like done the easy thing. And Susan is like, yeah, but I feel bad. And like, you know, just. And there's like a lot of candles lit in a very dusty garage. It's a very like Phantom of the Opera moment in the garage. Um, Yep, it was very phantom. And so then Susan is playing the music box, which they have placed in there with their second piano. So Jeffrey is playing the song from the music box because he's bought the sheet music to it at this point. Mm-hmm. Or the triplets have. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and he and Susan are singing it. And he's like, see, it's a depressing song. And she's like, no, it's a romantic song. He goes, it's a song about like, you can't get what you want. Um, and he's, she's like, no, it's about striving for a dream. And he's like, you're right. It is beautiful. And she's like, you're right. It is sad. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is this? Like, what kind of song is it it sounded like really nothing to me yeah and it's like basically a song like i'm always chasing after a dream i'm always chasing after a rainbow that ends in the sky okay um okay i guess it is kind of a sad song but whatever yeah and then he's like staring at susan and he's like well it is really pretty the song the song is pretty i'm like (laughs) like we've crossed that barrier dude we already know yeah we're done um and so then he finally is just like, I love you. I'm like, what? Not like, I think I have feelings for you. Just straight to, I love you. 
which is insane. Yeah, the they had no relationship. Um, it, it was just they might have a crush on each other, and it's his wedding day to another person. And he's he literally just, in his wedding tux when he realizes is, this. Yeah, he was fully prepared to marry someone else ten minutes earlier, and then says he loves you. And he was That's, screaming at her five minutes before that. Yeah, there were a lot of red flags before that. But even if someone said they loved you, it was like, okay, you really are crazy. Yeah. So finally, the construction worker unnails them from the inside of the garage. The triplets are all standing there with Sharon, and they're kissing. And one of the twins is just standing there clapping and whistling. Yes, she is. (laughs) Which was like, that's still your dad. Like, that's a little weird, girl. I guess she was really excited that it wasn't Cassie. Who is yeah, an innocent like, victim in all of this? I think it's Meg. Poor Meg. <laughs> no personality. Maybe Meg gets like her time to shine in the fourth one. Yeah. And then they're like, oh man, you caught us kissing. And then the movie's over. Oh, shucks. Yeah, it ended just, very abruptly. With just over. Out. Just bloop. Yeah, when, when I say it was like 85 minutes, I think that really was. Oh, like but it was. To, to the minute. To the minute, it, it, it may be 95, but then you have to factor in what commercials would have been. Commercial so breaks, like an, yeah. And like they an aired it. Film. They aired it as a two-part special over Saturday and Sunday. Okay, yeah. So it was like an hour and a half movie, and it would have been... I mean, there, there wasn't much... There wasn't anything there. There wasn't much meat there. How did they stretch it out over two days? Well, the one thing that kind of explains it is like when uh, What's-Her-Face runs away... Like, that was really dramatic for only the halfway oh. point in a movie. Lisa, but it makes sense yeah. If it's a two part special, it's like, oh no, she's gone. Ba ba bum. Tune in next week. And then like, wait till the next night. Yeah. The, um, so there was the dramatic arc, I guess, but the parent trap of it all didn't start till like the third act. And the third act was only. Till the final scene of the third act. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. It, it felt like just some cheesy. I don't know, like made for TV movie and not even lifetime quality. It didn't feel like a parent trap film. And it wasn't that it was so like the costumes were fine. The sets were fine. Like the acting was subpar, but it's a made for TV movie. It was just the fact that they called it a parent trap and connected it so tangentially to the Parent Trap franchise was just there's a lot of these where I'm like if this had just been its own movie it would have been like a solid like seven and a half out of ten but as that, a, a Parent Trap sequel it's a three that's completely true it was branded wrong and it, it, it just because it has Haley Mills doesn't mean it's a Parent Trap film yeah and like the thing yeah, is if you hadn't gotten Haley Mills like how the fuck is this a Parent Trap what like Nothing. The I mean, I guess they did trap him in that awful garage. A parent was trapped. Ho- hopefully they got grounded for it. I don't know. Oh my god, they should do Parent Trap 5. That's a crossover uh, sequel to 127 Hours. <laughs> oh, Where a dad that. gets caught in a canyon. <laughs> parent Trap um, 5. I'm not the biggest uh, James Franco fan, but I loved that movie. <laughs> I didn't see it. It was great. I saw it in the theater, but um, it was fantastic. Lot, lots of anxiety. So it just, yeah. it, but a good, a good controlled anxiety. So I recommend it. I recommend it. Did you know that that guy like later on cremated his arm and sprinkled the ashes where he was trapped? 
He's like, it's where my arm <laughs> belongs. Really? I'm like, what the fuck? So he learned nothing. He went back to that place. Hopefully he had people with Oh, him. like a small camera crew. Like he went with yeah. people. Everything that happened to him, I was like, well, that never would have happened to me because I'm not fucking stupid. Yeah. Like I don't, don't go do risky shit all on my own with no cell I'll phone free climb without telling people where you're going to go in an unrestricted zone, stupid. Like I know we're all going to die, but my way will, it will not be that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, he, can't, he set himself up for that. All right, so to wrap it up, um, do you have a favorite quote from the original? From the original? Oh my god, I don't know. Um, well, I have a favorite part from the original. Yes, that counts. It's where she cuts the square in the dress. Oh my god, she just cuts the hole up the back of the dress? What a bitch, but also at that age, it might have the opposite effect. For real. It might be like a Regina George thing where you like cut the tits out of the the tank top, but it's like, oh, well, that's kind of a new fashion thing. But I always liked that part. It was just so mean. Uh, mine is utterly predictable. It's the song. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you and I come back on? Let's get together. What do you say? We could have a swinging time. We'd be a crazy team. Why don't we be? so cute um but i do i love the camp parts of it oh, and even in so the cute. Lindsay lohan one i love the camp parts of it where they sabotage the cabin it's just brilliant i mean the fact that janet from friends is one of the counselors in the Lindsay lohan one like how do you not love it oh she is she the daughter of the the person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. where they they march them off to the cabin or whatever yeah it's janice right it's janice Yes. Yeah. It. Okay. God, I need to rewatch that. This is all based on my memory, which is very poor. So the fact that I remember all of this means I really love yeah. that. Movie. Go, go watch the Lindsay Lohan one. It's what I'm going to do after this. Like the whole time I was watching the Haley Mills one, I'm like, I want to watch the Lindsay Lohan one. I love the Lindsay Lohan one. And she, where she was the huge baller. She came in during the poker game and had like a royal flush, which no one gets. And she ever. jumped naked into the lake, which like traumatizing at that age. Yes. Oh, God, that would have been horrible. Yeah. Um. And then do you have a favorite quote from the sequel? Favorite I do word? not. <laughs> I think mine was going to be like, the Dr. Um, Scott, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, the one that, like, you inserted into it. <laughs> yes. um, if I'm I brave don't. enough, I'll edit them together right here. Jesse? Misa? Jesse. Jesse? David. Dad? Yeah, I think that would have added to it. I don't have a favorite quote. Um, do I even have a favorite character? I guess it might be... put in the line from Hawk about Paris. <sighs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that was like the one. Uh, that that's a line that had depth. He said, "People aren't perfect for each other all the time, everywhere." It was good in Paris. It was okay in L.A. Lousy Barstow. So it's over. Is that what you're saying? What I'm trying to say is that if I see you again, I hope it's in Paris. Yeah, it was a good little line. He used that it is as part of his reel. I bet you he did. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I wonder what he's doing now. I didn't look him up on IMDb. Oh, I bet he's but... doing absolutely nothing. Maybe he's in like Lifetime. Ooh, that's kind of a lofty goal, though. I love Lifetime film. All right. Well, did you have a favorite part? Uh, just the the Doctor Scott part and the and the hawk line, but that's about it. There wasn't. There was not yeah, a lot really to hold on to in this movie. There's really not. After I after I finished watching it, it didn't. Nothing really stuck with no. me. And like I finished watching it two hours before you called. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it last night because I wanted it to be fresh in my mind. Yeah, I always try to watch it like right before I record, so it's like really fresh. But like sometimes it's like it even shows how little you're able to hold on to it from then. Right. And usually I watch things more than once to try. I was like, nah, I really only I don't need this to. Once. Yeah. yeah, that's it's you can't scratch beneath the surface because it's all surface. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for our little experiment of being my first time remote guest. Um, <laughs> thank you. Sorry if it was a little. No, patchy. we were we were experimenting. We're trying it out. Um, do you uh, want to let people know where they can find you? Um, I mean, I I don't really do. My, I'm on Instagram, but I think my handle is like Miss Melanie six two four. I don't even know my handles. So, oh, uh, send um, it to me, I, and I'll put it in the description. If you want to find <laughs> Melanie, check the description. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we have a lot of guests lined up for this season, and we hopefully have a lot of stupid sequels coming your way. Um. If you want to request something specific, if you want to see something that doesn't quite fit in in line with what we're doing, check out our Patreon. Um, check out our new website. We just redid it. Thank you for letting me take my break over Christmas. I was very, very, very busy and I needed to. And hopefully this was a nice welcome back into 2019. Oh, yeah, I thought it was. There, there's no better way to welcome in a new year than with an old Haley Mills Amen. film. Amen. All right, Mel. Uh, yes. Thanks so much for uh, recording. And Thank I you. will see all of you guys next month. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Stupid Sequels podcast. Please subscribe and review so everyone can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Stupid Sequels 2 or email us at stupidsequelspodcast at gmail.com. Every episode is made possible by our sound engineer, Francis Cod. Our logo was designed by Nicole Wiseman at Wyshots, and you can find me online at Callie Blair on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. And remember, even though these movies are stupid, deep down, we really love them. <laughs> <laughs>